What's up, guys? This is Jared Graybill, and you're listening to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast. Live well, lead well. My name is Jared Grabiel, and we have a good friend of mine, Alex Sanfilippo, on the show today. Um, and our topic today is uh, career, relationships, fitness, faith, and your side hustle, balancing all five with Alex Sanfilippo. Um, and so one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Alex on is because he does an incredible job at managing those five things. Uh, he's someone that I look up to a lot. He's also a good friend of mine, so I'm biased. But um, in the professional world, he kills it. Uh, and so, Alex, if you could um, introduce yourself Absolutely. to this other camera Absolutely. that we have here. Um, first off, that was that's a lot that we're covering. So yeah. excited about that. It's good. And uh, I paid Jared to say most of that about me. So um, no, just kidding. But uh, Jared's a close friend. He's been a good friend for a while. When he asked me to do this, I was pretty excited about it. Um, I have not been on anyone's podcast other than, than my own. I'm usually the one sitting where you are. Nice. So this is very different being right here. Probably, I think it's my first time podcast doing this. So a little bit about me. I actually run a couple of podcasts and online blogs. Those are things I love to do. Those are kind of passion projects for me. Uh, I married the girl of my dreams like five and a half years ago. So I've been super happy ever since and um, very involved in my church and very involved in uh, corporate America as well. Um, I love to be productive and to get things done. That's kind of just how I am, whether it's it's professional world or like side hustles, sports, being active in my church, or just hanging out with friends. I, I like to, to do a lot. So, so Alex, um, your full-time job, where is that? Uh, it's actually in aerospace is what I work in primarily. So it's a big corporate company owned by a, a Canadian uh, like big public investment firm. Uh, they don't even focus on aviation specifically, but we got bought out. It's a company I've been with for a while. got bought out a few years ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, I run the commercial operations division of the company. So there's a senior leadership team. I'm one of five senior leaders that are running this entire portion of the company in, in Florida. Nice. Yeah. Is that so? And of course, I know where he works, but I wanted the audience to know. Um, Alex, you know, does an incredible job at uh, having this full time job, but also you know managing um, a successful marriage and spending time with his friends and. A side hustle, which we'll talk a little bit more about, because there's a couple of those that you have going on. Um, and one of those, I wouldn't necessarily call it a side hustle, is uh, Daily PS, which yep. is a Christian blog that you started mm -hmm. and run, and you have a team of people that help run it now. Yeah. Um, and it was rated uh, top 100 Christian blogs in the in the world. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, talk a little bit more about that. How did that yeah, start? Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll tell you what it was like. Uh, it was six years ago now. I I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? I think I'm supposed to write. And, I, you know, I, I was the guy who vowed. I got done with school, and I'm like, I'm never writing again. Yeah. I'm done. You know, like, that's it. And I just, like, woke up one morning. I was like, I think I need to write. So I sat down and just kind of started. And it was really organic. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing at all. If, if, if I could find those posts, those disappeared from the Internet, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Someone can probably find them. They're probably really bad. But uh, over the years, I kind of started growing a passion for it and, um, and realized there's a lot of people feeling the same way I was. They were either... Um, previous writers, they just didn't have a platform. So I kind of decided to shift the focus away from just being, all right, this is Alex Sanfilippo's blog, to being something about more people that were passionate to write and just didn't have a place to do it. So um, we grew from from me and a couple of my friends to now we have, we've had over 100 different people post on it. We've got about 40 regulars right now. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we just, we share positive content. That's what we do. And we've grown the team quite a bit. So I actually don't do very much with it anymore other than write once a month. 
I have a team. There's um there's four awesome women that are that are running the show. Really, they're they're handling the scheduling, social media, they're handling um uh, PR, everything, and nice. um really crushing it, doing a great job. So sweet. And so, uh, just sort of as a plug there, dailyps.com, right? It. And it's positive, uplifting, and I would say educational and somewhat practical yeah. blogs um about life. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, and so. When I was thinking about who I wanted to bring on the show, um, the reason why I thought of Alex, not because he's a good friend of mine, but because of those things that he manages so well, and I was sort of inspired by a, a, a blog that I read not too long ago um, from Inc. Mag, and it was uh, labeled Work, Sleep, Family, Fitness, or Friends, Pick Three. And sort of the, the message of the blog was that out of all those five things, if you want to be successful at any of them, you have to pick three, and two are going to fall short. You want to pick three? You what gotta, are they again? Hold on, what are they? Work, sleep, family, fitness, or friends. You can only pick three of those. I feel like you got to have all five, right? you got to have all five. Okay. And so I'm a firm believer that, um, and I have my opinions of how that would be done, but um, of how that can be done. And so in this blog, there's interviews with really well-known entrepreneurs that some of them agree and a couple of disagree. Um, but it was basically saying, like, if you want to be uh, super efficient at work, yeah. and get healthy amount of sleep, seven, eight hours of sleep, and spend time with your family at home, and exercise regularly, and spend time with your friends, it's impossible, you gotta pick three. Hmm. And so when I read it, I thought, man, like, I do an okay job with that, but somebody who does really, really well is Alex Sanfilippo. Thanks, man. And so I think you do so well that we, we titled this one a little different, Career, Relationships, Fitness, uh, Faith, and Your Side Hustle, because your work is, is sort of, two different things yeah um so that's really what i want to talk about today and so if you're watching um the takeaway from today is going to be you know if you're struggling with some of those things because i've seen it a lot i mean we see a lot of young entrepreneurs try to manage multiple things and they all kind of begin right. to suffer or we've seen people serving at church that try to serve more and then work effects or they can't serve as much because work is getting busy yep. or a relationship comes along and you lose your friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we yeah. see all these examples. Yeah. So for, for those people watching, um, we really want to have some takeaways today that you can apply to your life and begin to manage all these things, which like you said, like you got to do all five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't pick three. Um, uh, because, you know, if you want to live well, you got to sleep, you got to exercise, you got to spend time with your friends, yeah. you got to work, um, and you got to spend time with your family. And so, um, so for you... How would you say that you balance everything? Well, I mean, first of all, that, that's a lot. Like, it's a this is a big topic. Like, it's yeah. not it's not one that you know you can just kind of narrow down into a few sentences type of thing. But um, managing everything is it's it all starts with a mindset. So you've got to have the mindset that okay, I'm going to I'm going to do these five things. If these are the five we're talking about, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make a way to do all five of them. And then it starts with being very strategic. And then you got to start you, you plan. So um, my strategy with that would be okay, which ones which one's the most important? Let me start with what I've what I've got to do there. So um, family for me is, is the most important thing you mentioned. So I'm gonna make sure that I'm prioritizing that. Like my, my wife is gonna get the good time from, from Alex, but yeah. then right behind that is gonna be my job because she's not gonna like me very much if uh, you know we're like, hey, let's stay out in the streets because we got nothing, yeah. nothing here. So I gotta be able to do that. So I'm gonna kind of prioritize them and decide where my energy is gonna go with them. And then a lot of that's gonna jump straight into scheduling. I mean, prioritizing and scheduling kind of go hand in hand. So you gotta get really intentional with that as well. Um, you know, I think that those are kind of some of the big things. Um, 
there, there, I mean, there's a million ways I could kind of I could go with this. I'm kind of yeah. you know my head's turned a little bit. If you, do you have any more like specific question we want to like get into with that, because I can go anywhere with this right now. Yeah. So um, with the scheduling component, yeah, like is your your normal um, your full time job is that in your calendar? Yes, everything is in my calendar. And uh, then uh, the time you spend with your wife is that in the calendar? That is not. Okay. So there there is time. We'll we'll schedule dates and things like that, but we just know that. For me, my calendar is empty after 9 p.m. We're both night people, so after 9 p.m., I'm done. Uh, Pretty much no matter what, and you know, there's always the exceptions to those things. But and she knows like that's gonna be our time if we haven't already scheduled something else. So I'll schedule things that aren't regular, like going on a date. It will be in the calendar. But if it's you know 9 p.m. on a Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah, it's not like like hanging out with that's that's our time. You know, I'm (laughs) like, hey, I'm gonna go back to work and get some stuff done. Like she knows I'm not gonna do that. But uh, everything goes into my calendar. From I mean, even I even put it in my calendar when I'm going to bed, when I'm getting ready for bed. Uh, all kinds of things are in there. So yeah. it's and it's important to do that because it really keeps you on on task. If you want to do something like these five things or even more, you've got to be able to have it focused, and you've got to. A lot of people want to trust their. Oh, I'm good. I'll, I'll remember these things, and I'll I'll kind of just get into a habit of things. It doesn't really work like that, man. You got to schedule it. Absolutely. Now, uh, so the, I think one of the best things that you alluded to is a hard stop. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, where you you know that like you don't you didn't you know, your wife isn't in the schedule at 9 p.m., but you know that you are absolutely done. Absolutely. Like, no matter what happens, well, unless yes. it's a crisis Except or something exceptions. like that. Yep. But, like, you are absolutely, you've, you've worked out, you've worked, you're not answering emails, you're turning the phone off or maybe setting it aside, like, that's your time. Yeah. Um, so, hard stops are super important. Um, I do something similar, not married, so it's a little different, but, yeah. like, uh, so for me, you know, my time uh, out of the evening is, is when I go to the gym. Right, because I know you work out in the morning most of the times. So. No, actually, I've switched everything. I'm doing evenings. Oh, you switched to evenings now? Yeah. So okay. again, it's all scheduled. What's going to? Yeah, work yeah. Best, so. We'll get back to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, but for me, like, uh, I have a hard stop at five thirty. Again, unless there's a crisis or unless I just absolutely have these responsibilities, I stop working. Mm-hmm. Now, I always usually end up getting back on in the evening before, not right before bed, but that's when I'm like, I am absolutely done for the day right. because I'm going to the gym. Because you know, fitness is a top priority of mine. I both enjoy it and know how important it is. So that's when I'm like, I'm at, I'm done with emails. I'm done like if work text comes through, unless it's one of my immediate you know leadership team. But if it's yeah. like an outside person, like I'm, I'm gonna answer that after the gym. Um, and so hard stops are really important. A lot of people ask me like, how do you get the gym in every day with all the work that you do? And I just hard stop. Yeah. So the first thing is I think scheduling everything, and then hard stop. I think if you schedule things and you put them close together, not too close, you got to have some buffer space, but close enough together that you tell your, you train yourself that I have to have a hard stop if the rest of my day is going to go well. Yeah. So a perfect example for me, same thing, my job, I have a hard stop at 4 p.m. I, I get to the office by 6.45, uh, by 6.50, I'm, I'm ready to work. And But everyone knows, all my departments, that at 4 o'clock, I walk out the door no matter what. Um, that's when I'm leaving. Of course, there's always an exception, yeah. but it's very rare at this point. And when, what I've actually found that that's done is it used to be where my, my staff would be, it'd be 350 and they'd be like hey can you help me with this It'll take about 30 minutes and i used to be like yeah sure we'll get it done next thing you know it's 6 p.m yeah. and i haven't left and the rest of my day is schedule is done there's no way i can keep up not a chance if i'm going to be finished by nine there's no way exactly. to do it anymore but they all know and i've told them hey i'm leaving at four every day and they know that and so now they don't show up at 350 yeah. so i mean it's two o'clock and they're like oh no he's leaving a couple hours we have to get him to do this right now so it's it's good for me it's good for people around me i actually have a more productive day because of those hard stops i do that with just about everything Sometimes I'm having a great day in the gym, but I remind myself, you know, I'm looking at my my, uh, my timer on this thing. I'm like, I gotta go. It's time to leave. I've got it. I've got to wrap it up right now and leave because yeah. I got to keep things moving. 
So, and that yeah, hard stops are really important. Like you said, that's a big deal. So schedule everything, hard stops, and uh, healthy communication. Yeah. It's huge, right? Yes. So you're telling your team, like, I'm done at four. Yep. Instead of assuming that they're going to figure it out over time. Right. They um, might, but uh, when you're yeah. just gone every day at 4.15, you know, they might figure it out. But it's best just to get out there and say that. Yeah. And um, that's really good. Yeah. And, I, like, you show up at 7, you know, or 6.45. 6.45. So, like, yeah. for, for those of you watching, um, if you show up at 12 to your job, probably don't think that you'll have a hard stop at four. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no. like it goes without saying, you got to do the work yes. to be able to establish like, I'm out of here by four. Yep. You know, I've been here since 645. Like I've right. paid my dues today. Yeah. Um, now, out of all the things that you manage, is there any one thing, or out of all the things that you do, I guess you could say, is there any one thing that you see that kind of normally suffers or falls short compared to the other things? There's always going to be something like that. It goes back to prioritization. You're going to figure out what's most important and get it that way. And at different seasons of life, different things are important. Um, obviously, my, my faith, my family, my job, those are things that are always going to be at the top because they kind of have to be. You know, yeah. Those are the non-negotiables. But there's things like daily PS that is sometimes had to take a little bit of a back burner. Like right now, I've got the team. I'm so thankful for that team. They're running it for me because right now, it has to take a little bit of a back burner for some other things. So on the priority list, it's dropped a little bit. Um, I still focus on. I still spend time doing it. Um, nothing on it suffering at all. I've built a good. I've delegated and built yeah. a good team around it. But that's one of those things. It's like I've had to push off a little bit. Another thing is I love serving uh, in the city and at my local church. Um, those are two things I'm passionate about. But um, again, communicating to the people that I was serving with, they know that like right now I've had to step down for about six months, and they they know that that's just going to be the way it is right now. While I'm finishing up some of these big projects that are now my priority until I see them through. Heck yeah. Um, so you would almost say that nothing suffers without you making a conscious effort for it to fall behind. I mean, like you, yeah. you just acknowledge it ahead of time. Again, it goes back to having everything written down in front of you. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you're going to forget stuff if it's not in front of you. But when I look at, hey, here's everything Alex Sanfilippo does. It's all written down and I'm reprioritizing it. It's not like, oh, well, I forgot this, even though it's written right here in front of me. It's, if it's in front of you, you're going to yeah. know it. And, and there's always those, those days, those weeks. Sometimes uh, if I'm in like a really rough week in the office, it's just, you know, that nine hours I'm there, that eight hours I'm actually working, it's like super stressful. Sometimes my gym, you know, my time in the gym, it's not as productive. I'm still going to go, but uh, I'm going to be kind of weak, kind yeah. of tired, you know, and not do a great job on my workout. That type of stuff happens. That fatigue happens in life. Um, for me, it's important to just press through it and stay consistent with what you're doing, and the energy will come back. Heck yeah. Now, one of the things that you actually, or I picked up from you, um, is I know that at the end of the year, you do a year review, mm -hmm. but... Uh, weekly, I think on Sundays, you kind of review the week. And one thing that I've pulled from that, uh, that I've done with my life is create a to don't list. And that's something okay. that I've been able to teach, right? Because you, yeah. you take an inventory of all the things you have to do. And then you recognize like, this is just too much, right. you know? Yeah. And so then you maybe look at like serving and you're like, all oh, this is important to me, I need to communicate right now. Or for the next six months, that's on my to don't list. Right. So I can actually do all these other things really well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's something that you consciously do, but that's something yeah. that I've pulled from you. And so I do an inventory of like, got to quit doing that. That yeah. isn't. No, know. it's good, man. I do a, um, like you said, so I do that, that weekly review. I call it my CEO time. Nice. So it is my time. It's uninterrupted. It's just as important as anything else in my schedule. It's not there in case I don't have plans. It's there no matter what. And that time, I, when people ask, hey, what can you do in this time? I say, sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. It's my CEO time. I don't necessarily tell them that, but <laughs> it's, it's once a week. It's uh, once a month, once a quarter, once a year. 
um, and they're all kind of have a slightly different focus, which we won't really get into right now, but the whole concept of it is, is reevaluating, looking at my list and seeing what, what needs to change. And you know, I haven't mentioned this yet, but sometimes stuff, it's just time to end some things. Not everything's forever. Sometimes yeah. you'll get to the point where you're like, you know what, this doesn't really fit with the direction my life's going in. If you're too structured, you'll never grow because you're gonna say, no, I'm, my life fits in this yeah. little puzzle piece. But sometimes you're like, all right, this has gotta go so I can get into this next area. Um, but all that comes from that time, that, that, that intentional time of focus and like reflecting on your life. That's very important. I can preach. Yeah. This has got to go. Right. Um, so we've, uh, how do I explain this? This funny part. Um, we've been out uh, with friends a couple times and you've asked a question and I feel like you've like coined yourself as oh, the no, guy who, uh, who asks like, what's your five year plan? Yeah. Um, and so you know, when I've brought friends around, that's like one of the first things is like, oh, what do you do? What's your five-year plan? Um, and so I, I thought in, in my mind, because I'm, I'm very futuristic, yeah. but I rarely think that far yeah. um, because I've just, my life experience is so much can change. Right. Um, and so my question for you is, what do you think is more important, a one-year plan or a five-year plan? Yeah. So here's why I asked five-year plan. It is a funny question because you're, you're right. Uh, we've been out plenty of times. And I'm like, hey, what's your five-year plan? You're always like, whoa, easy. Just <laughs> yeah. like, you know? But uh, I found that when you ask about a one-year plan, it scares people. People get nervous because they're like, that's realistic. That's I pressure. Like, you know? yeah. Five-year plan, like, oh, it's so far. But I also love to hear, like, do you even have an idea? Um, I've met some people who are so structured they can give me a five-year plan. I don't have a five-year plan. I have a one-year plan, and I find it to be well more important. I have an idea overall be in years down the road, but – Man, it'll be completely different. Yeah, you know, years in my early twenties, I was like, no, five year plan. Because I heard it some, you know, some motivational speaker say, you gotta have a five year plan. I'm like, I gotta have one. If I can find those papers now, nothing on it is the same that I wrote five years yeah. ago. Not even close. But one year is realistic because you can set goals to one year in advance, and you'll know some of the things are going to change, and always got to be able to adapt. Um, for me, a one year plan is extremely important. Five years unrealistic, but it's a less intimidating question I've found. People get, like I said, they get nervous when you ask them one year. They're like, oh, no, I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, you know? crap. It's like, <laughs> like, in five years, they could be like, well, get my master's. Right, yeah, get and, my master's, uh, get married, buy yeah. a house. Like, I've got plenty of time yeah, to do these time. things. Because if someone's like, I'm going to get a house in one year, I'm like, oh, really? How are you saving right now? And they're yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, that's 52 weeks away. <laughs> right. Um, um, but yeah, no, that's so really for me, one year plan is really important. And that's what my focus is driven to. And again, I'll think more futuristically than that. But more importantly is, what am I going to do in the next 365 days? Definitely. Um, it's funny because I've never mentioned this, or maybe I have, I don't know. Whenever you ask that question, I always think of, uh, you ever seen Big Daddy yes. with Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah. And like his girlfriend leaves him for the old dude? I don't remember it now. <laughs> well, it's like the, the big beginning of the movie. That's why he becomes a dad, whatever. And, and she's like... He has a five-year plan, and he's like, "What to not die?" <laughs> anyway, so um, that's a good plan. It's <laughs> not bad. So like every time you ask that question, I'm like, I just think of the old guy from Big Daddy. One of these times, you're just gonna say it. Yeah. Well, when it's when it's appropriate or funny. Um, so the, <laughs> the next question I have for you, man, is um, you know we obviously know how important uh, or impactful social media is, yeah. not only in our careers now. Um, somewhat in our relationships, but um, somewhat in fitness, depending on you know if you follow people to get workouts or whatever. Um, but definitely in your side hustle too, mainly career oriented. The impact of social media. So, what is your f favorite social media uh, platform and why? Yeah, I mean, first off, social media is really becoming more important than ever. I mean, it's always getting more important, and you know that you're you're professional at it. You you get it done. 
And, uh, but I notice a lot of people who still don't want to get on it. They don't want to get their brand on it. They're very like focused on their brick and mortar or their, just what they've done in the past, but it's time for people to stop yeah. thinking that way. I don't know if any of your listeners will even be in that category, but it's very important. Um, coming from a guy who does not like social media, I'm giving you that advice. Get on social media if you don't like it. Yeah. So my p- favorite platform of social media is none of them. I can't stand any. <laughs> I don't enjoy it at all, and you know that. Um, but I have found ways around that. Um, so I use a lot of third-party tools that are able to plug into the different social media APIs where you can share on behalf of. So probably my favorite, I, I'll share two of them. Um, I really like Buffer. Um, Buffer allows you to schedule out things. I signed up for like a, their premium plan or whatever, so I can schedule the 200 posts on any social media outlet, tell it when to send, it'll find like my peak times when more people are gonna see it, all those type of things. So I, I get the opportunity to do that. I can, I can load it all up. And then um, also I use a, a program called If This Then That that plugs in with Buffer, which allows me to take it like even a step further. So a perfect example, um, Tumblr. I don't, most people probably haven't heard of it anymore, I feel like. Maybe there's a, apparently there's a huge following on there. Hopefully we have enough people watch this where somebody knows about it. All right, all right, so <laughs> Tumblr. It's for people who love to read, apparently. So um, Buffer only really, you know, caters to the big names. But If This Then That will share to Tumblr on Buffer's behalf. So basically yeah, I share, it. yeah. So I'm going to share something from... Uh, it's gonna be scheduled my buffer. It's gonna go out tomorrow. It's gonna go live on Facebook. As soon as if this and that sees it on Facebook, it's gonna send it over to Tumblr on my behalf as well. So it's automating all of it is what it does, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So it automates all of it. Now you can't just automate your social media. You know that. Yeah. Um, I have incorporated. Uh, I love to delegate. So I've delegated to some people that are actually on my social media for me, kind of checking things out and keeping them running from that perspective. Because you really have to have a presence on there. It's a personality more than it's ever been. So. For me, I'm a little bit behind the times. I know I've been using some tools to kind of get around it. Yeah. But one of these days, I'm going to be one of those great social media guys with you, man. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean that anyways. Yeah, yeah, I got so, you. <laughs> um, so buffer and if this, then that. Yep. Um, especially for those of you that don't like using social media. Right. It's an automated tool. Social media managers out there and stuff like that. Um, so we're, we're going to uh, wrap up here pretty soon, but... One question, which I think you're gonna love, um, go. and so what nobody would know by now is that uh, Alex was homeschooled, and so um, I get called out on this everywhere, man. And, and so everywhere. it's like, but I think it's super interesting, right? Because right? I come from uh, like the 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 school system, right? right. Like, um, yeah. and, and you know, I went to like five different elementary schools, all of which were not very reputable. Went on to a perfectly fine middle school. How many um, schools? I'm sorry. Five different elementary schools. We moved around and, okay. and I got All in right. trouble a lot. So yeah, that's just podcast from another time, huh? Yeah, probably, right. yeah. totally different time. Yeah. Um, so I got like the real life experience of, of okay. like schooling, uh, and, and so you're just so well rounded, um, and I am like the opposite. And so, do you think there's a correlation between being homeschooled this and like your level of success? Yeah. Um, so for the parents out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're thinking about homeschooling, <laughs> uh, you know, in some way, so they both have their pros and cons. That's what I'm going to say. Um, from a social perspective, um, homeschool isn't great. It really being homeschooled is not, is not great. Now, my parents, I'm very thankful for them. They were really smart. And um, my, my, my parents are business owners, always have been. I don't even know really why they decided to homeschool, so they decided they wanted to. They were very good about getting us into like these co-ops, and uh, I played city league sports my whole life. I had a lot of friends for somebody, especially somebody who was homeschooled. Um, if you don't have that element, it's it'll hinder you more than anything else. I think you could be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have any social skills, you're not going to make it right. anywhere. I mean, I'm a firm believer of that. So I'm extremely thankful to my parents because they did it right. 
Um, and from the actual schooling perspective, you're still held to the same standards for me, Duval County. Um, I was held to the same standards as all the other students. I had to take the same tests, all that stuff. I just was able to do it from home. But the one thing that really you're able to change is the content that you're consuming, the, what you're actually learning, the books you're using. So what I really enjoyed, my, uh, my mom and a few teachers were kind of the ones that were responsible for me, and I had three younger brothers. I don't know how that woman did it, but we all graduated somehow. So, That's nice. Um, but uh, they were really good about picking out things that were actually going to help in real life, not just... Curriculum, further, yeah, yeah. Figure, you know, furthering your education, things like that. So for me, I remember, I can remember when I first started learning math, I was learning with budgets. So, I mean, a lot of kids in school, like even going into college, like they still don't understand how to really budget their money well. Uh, by like 12, I could tell you how to run a budget. I was able to do it myself. I think clear. by 15, I had like done demos of opening my first companies and things like that through these books. So I was more learning leadership and things like that. And oh, and by like 17, I'd been through a... Uh, uh, Dale Carnegie class, like one of the classes, you know, like it was just part of like extracurricular stuff. So um, it was really cool from that regard because it set me up for success early on. And again, you got to have the right personality. For me, I, I was able to understand and I, I kind of just grew with the topic of like learning and understanding how to learn because that could be a topic of its own. Um, and, uh, you know, by like 18, I started getting into real estate. And I just started building some side hustles, got a job and things like that, and just really went for it. Um, but I didn't feel like there was a disconnect from like school to work. It wasn't like school and work and be like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I feel like a yeah. lot of people in the public school system, not all, but a lot of them kind of feel like I'm done with school. Oh my gosh, what is this whole nother world? What is this? Yeah. And when I feel like I was ready for that, like it didn't look much different to me. I think it probably comes from obviously like your mom is teaching you. Yeah. So she's like, I need him to be self-sufficient yeah, when he's an yeah, adult. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Where teachers are like, no offense. I mean, I'm a big supporter of teachers. I think it's one of the best career paths you can Absolutely. choose. I agree with you 100%. But like you get a new class every year. And right. so it's not like your child where you're like, if they don't learn, I'm paying for this. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, all right. So um, we'll close up. But uh, but in, in closing, I want to review a couple of things. We talked about one, prioritizing everything in your life. Yeah. Two, scheduling those things, like literally putting those in your calendar. Um, we talked about uh, a to-don't list. Yep. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about a lot, man. We talked about buffer, if yep. this, then that. Um, anyways, what are um, three biggest takeaways for our audience on the topics that we, we discussed today? Yeah, so prioritization is going to be the first thing for me. Figure out what's most important to you in your life figure out where it is that you want to go, the direction you want to get there, and, and start building a system around it. I mean, we've all got smartphones today. There's no excuse not to keep a good calendar. It's easy. And you just got basically block out the time that you need to be able to achieve these things, set goals around those priorities that you're setting. That's all really important. I mean, I, I could talk for hours about like good ways to do this, best practical ways to do it, but that's a big global vision of the way you can do things. And for me, social media right now, where I'm at, the only reason I'm not spending a lot of time on it is because it doesn't make sense in my priority list. There's been other seasons where I've spent a lot of time on social media. It doesn't make sense right now. That's why I've got these third-party tools that are doing it for me so I can focus on my priorities. So it's all got to go back to that list that you're creating and just protecting the time to be able to say, all right, this is when I'm going to like refocus and make sure these priorities are still really my priorities. And I love you brought the, the, the don't list. Um, saying no is one of the best things you're ever going to do in your life. And I know that you know that. I know that. I say no far more than I say yes, and I'm successful because of that. Nice. So those are kind of my, my big things for people. If they're listening, it's a good takeaway for it. So Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on Absolutely. the show. This is great. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. Make sure you share it, leave a comment, like it, subscribe to it, all the fun stuff that you can do. Tell your friends about it, and have an awesome day. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Live Well, Lead Well podcast today. I hope that the show has served you in some way. And if you enjoyed it, please make sure to leave a comment, uh, click the button to subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with some of your friends that you think it might help. Until next time, have an awesome day.